Hello everybody, good to have you back again. Welcome to the Art 1920 podcast, a podcast for men and by men, where we encourage ourselves to become all what God wants us to be. And for the beginning of 2023, I've said we're going to be dealing on the sons of God from the scripture, where we can learn things from their life and be encouraged. And gradually we're making progress uh, with that. I think now we're going to the 26th sound we've been studying uh, for the year. And today we're going to be talking about Jason. Jason. Jason, the son of God. And uh, his name means, if you look at all the lessons we can learn from his life, I think it's somehow connected to uh, his name. And so his name means one who he is. One who he is. You know, the other time we're talking about names, the importance of names. That what is your name? Have you really find out to know what is the meaning of your name? And if your physical name or your earthly name, if you does not really uh, make sense, have you taken time to dig deep and say, okay, what spiritual name will I even have for myself? And it's also uh, a view for us as fathers, as those that will yet get married or already married, as before we give birth to our children, do we suddenly the face of God to ask what their name will be? Because name means a lot. Now, one of some of the things that we can learn from the life of Jason. You remember Jason was the one that helped out uh, Paul and his group when they had issue in the city of Antioch, when people uh, were attacking them in that city, uh, not in the Greek city, when they were, they were uh, in the uh, Macedonia, and they were attacking them, and he was able to help. They were able to help to save, um, to save him in that uh, particular city where he had... Uh, issues and crisis in and so like we said his name means the one who he is and so what does your name mean do you hardly think to find out what your name means and what would the lord have you do even concerning uh your name and so what are some of the lessons that we can learn from his life he was involved in his community activity one of the things yes thessalonica so it was in Thessalonica, not Macedonia, which was a Greek uh, city. And so one of the things he did was, the Bible made us understand before the incident in which they were able to help uh, uh, Paul out in Thessalonica, uh, that he was involved in the community and people knew him. And that was what also even stood for him as a reputation by the time he needed to post bail uh, for Paul when Paul was wanted and they could not find Paul. So what are you doing in your community as a man? Community, remember, is not just the place. We are those places you identify with. Do you contribute for the progress of those communities? He was known. And he also worked to build wealth. He was a wealthy man. Because based on that time and that generation, if he never had wealth, there was no way he could post bail for a poor. But what this time around, we are also sensing that the Lord wants us to understand what beyond just money. Remember, we didn't say riches, we didn't say money. We talked about wealth, and wealth can happen in three dimensions. There is the spiritual wealth, there is the relationship, and there is the material. So in terms of spiritual, how are we building as men? What world are we building for ourselves and the next generation? And so for Jason, he built one because he associated with Paul, and he was growing, and he was devoted, and he was growing spiritual Moses because the church was also even meeting in his house. And so what are you also doing spiritually to grow as a man? or to just do your community then he also had relationship because the, you know from the story and from everything we knew that he knew he was building relationship with the people so he had that wealth 
beyond just money because sometimes your reputation alone can stand in because it was based on of his reputation that even Paul and his group could stay with him and Paul and his group were able to be left of the hook because of who Jason is and he could be able to vouch for them. Then above all, he had the material um, possession. And so we can do that. And that's God's desire for us all as men. And material possession does not mean you have to have million dollars, million pounds or million euros in your account or you have 50 houses that you will never live in. You buy the latest Ferrari or the latest Cano but it means are you able to have substantial things that you can live on? Are you able to walk? Because the plan and desire of God is that the Abrahamic blessed is ours. And he was a worldly man that had means and had other things. And so what other things can we learn from the life of Jason as men? And so even before just wiping up on that last point, it's for you to begin to pray, to come. You must believe that it's God's there to bless you with material things. Because I've seen a lot of people that don't believe that. And there are some of the things you do, which will, maybe if God permits us next year, as we dig deep, we could talk about that man. You should not be a man that always have to beg. You just be a man that always look at and jealous other people. You should just think of your own plan, of your own desire, what God can do for you. You know, what have you invested? What are you doing? What seed are you sowing that can bring in harvest uh, for you? And so, but just remember that, that there's always a time, season time for sowing and there's always a time for harvest. But above all, it is God that make it increase. And so what are you doing that God can make increase of it for you? What of those plans that you have? Then the next thing we can learn from the life of Brother Jason, uh, the Son of God, is for us to know that he was saved. He was a believer. And he loved Jesus. And so when he believed in Paul was preaching, he gave his life to Christ, accepted it, and he loved Jesus. And he started walking with Paul and his group to propagate this gospel. And you remember that even when Paul left, the church continually met in Jason's house. Are you safe as a man? Do you have any relationship with Christ? And even if you're saved, do you love Jesus? And like I said, he was known for his good reputation when he was serving in the community. And that's a challenge for us as men in this generation. If there's any time we need to have good reputation, it is now. We must continually build that. Then he also stood for the truth. He never said, oh, uh, because of my wealth, you know, most people, because you're a businessman and you have a lot of things doing in the community, you separate yourself from the church. You say, no, I don't want them to associate me with those uh, religious people, those, this, that, so you hide. You want to become secret disciple like Nicodemus. But we've gotten to a point now that we cannot all be Nicodemus again. We need to come out. You need to stand for the truth and you need to stand for the gospel. No matter what it be, no matter it cost you, you must stand for it. Then you must also know that there's a price to be paid. And when there's a price to be paid, you must prize God's people above your reputation. Like I've just said, he didn't think of his business. If Jesus has talked of his business, he too would have run away and said, No, ah, Paul, please go and face your charges. So go and do your thing yourself. But he did that. I've seen a lot of people that even sometimes on online conversation, what you say about the church, what you say about God's people, you don't want your children to read about it. And are we saying that you should not? Remember, we said it stood for the truth. Are we saying you should support things that are not good, that people perpetrate in the name of God? No, we're not saying that. But we're saying that be sensitive what you say, be sensitive what you share, be sensitive how you interact uh, with the world to just condemn what you believe in. 
which is what a lot of people that I respect a lot, but though sometimes it might come off as hypocrisy, but I see a lot of our colleagues that are Muslims or other religion, they don't castigate their religion online. And that's why a lot of people surprised. I know a lot of converts that came to be believers, they just ask, why do you people do like this? Why do you people do that? But sometimes we over-abuse our freedom as believers. And so once you over-abuse our believer, you take over because you have this freedom as a believer. You can say anything, you can share anything. But as a man, you need to have control over your tongue. You need to have control over what you say. And you need to prize God people above your reputation. You need to stand for them. Then is your house also available for God's service? For him, he made available his home for house fellowship. Is the church looking for a place for house fellowship? That you're not making your home available or you just, just even beyond just making your home available for house fellowship. It's just your house conducive. Now we taught a series of prayer and we talked that it's our house conducive for prayer. And sometimes the house fellowship does not even have to come to your house. You can stay, you can pray. Do you pray about the church in your house? Can people come and just feel that yes, there's a presence of the spirit uh, in this place. So it's important that we must do that. And I think one of the last things we can learn from the life of Brother Jason before we wrap up on uh, this uh, week's uh, episode on the sons of God is that Christianity is counterculture. You must know that and have peace. The, the generation is coming. A lot of things is going to come up at, at some point. At some point, you need to take a side. And once you want to take that side, make sure it is not the side of the world. Christianity and the world will never align Christianity and culture will never align, sorry. And so, can we change that Christianity to make the culture? Can you say, oh, it's about the other times, about even during this era of the Judaic era, during the time of just, it was a counter culture. It was against both the Jewish culture and, and, and the Romanic culture of that generation. So, Christianity will remain a counter culture. And I love this, I've said it before, that as Christians, we are neither. Republicans or Democrats. We are neither liberal nor conservative. But this is what we are. We are conservative radical. So what do we mean by conservative radical? Because we are counterculture, it means that sometimes we conserve what needs to be conserved, what are the moral values of society, of what the family needs to be, of what marriage needs to be, relationship between a man and a woman, of what it means to be for people to be male and female, of what people need to be of to honor, respect people, love people, we must conserve that. Then we must liberate people from the bondages. Gender abuse, we must stop it. We must fight for the just cause in the society. So we become liberals in those issues. People abusing children, forcing children to change and doing all of those things, we must liberate the people. And so that's why for us as men, we must remember that Christianity or the faith that we believe in will remain counterculture. It means that we've been invited to be conservative radical. We conserve the values that need to be conserved in the next generation. Then we liberate those things that need to be liberated because, liberated because that's what Christ came to do. So as a man or as a young man growing to be a man that will head a home someday. And even if you choose not to have a home, but you will head yourself. You will lead society. You will lead in where you are. Even in self-leadership, what are you doing? What are you working? What values are you conserving? Do you even have a value at all? To conserve, are you do what reputation are you protecting above God's people? So remember, for Jason, he was involved in the community, they knew him that this guy is a good man, even if we don't believe in these new people he's following, they're sharing this gospel. Yes, we know we can accept his bond, we can accept his reputation to, 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 
to, to release him and let him go and know that he's going to put Paul and his crew in, in check. And so those are the things we need to watch out for. So we're going to be ending on that note this week. Remember that we are conservative radicals. We are meant to conserve those values that need to be conserved. And we are meant to liberate those things that need to be liberated. So I think for the remaining part of the year, and the episode will be closing with prayer like you have said. So can we pray together, brothers? Precious Father, we want to thank you for this hour. We just want to thank you for this moment. We want to thank you for the life of our brother, Jason. We want to thank you uh, for he is your son. And we know he's, you know, through his life, we have learned that, Lord, we should be men and women that get involved in our community activities. We should be men that stands for the truth. And we should love you with all of our heart. And, and it is your desire that we should build wealth as men. Lord, will you help us, even as your sons, to, to teach us, to guide us, even, O oh Lord, because it is you that teaches our hand to accumulate wealth, that you will help us, O oh Lord. But above all, that we know that, Lord, may our home be available for your service in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, may we know that we are conservative radicals, that we will conserve those things that need to be conserved and will liberate those things that need to be liberated. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Have your way of our Father. And as we continue next week again to press in, even a lot into series of your sons, Lord. May you be here with us again on this podcast. And may our heart and our soul be blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, listener, it remains the Art 1920 podcast. Remember, you can use us, reach us via the email at the Art 1920 uh, at gmail.com. Please send in your email. Have you been blessed by this series, The Sons of God? Gradually, we are moving. We have less than 12 or 13 episodes for the end of the year and uh, we'll close. And um, hopefully we know, we hope that you've been blessed and you can go back to listen to the other 25 episodes concerning different songs that we've spoken about. And so next week we're going to be talking about, uh, the next episode is going to be about, uh, the son Elisha, Elisha, the prophet Elisha is going to be the next song that we'll be reviewing here. Stay blessed brothers and God be with you. Bye bye.